They are the boys in the back room. We have a guy who works in the back, Eric Jones. He's the big German. Be nice to Marvin. He'll be taking your calls today. A couple of weeks ago, Dylan was getting us breakfast. Now he's doing graphics on this program. You know who? Blame Mario. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the uh, backroom guys are not allowed to eat until 12.15. You are now listening to the 12.15 Club. Welcome back to another edition of the 12.15 Club. It is my Ariel here on the mic. Joined as always by Eric the Big German, Dylan the Graphics Guy, Marvin the Prince, and our very favorite, our always entertaining, Todd Fritz. I love to be here. I have a quick question. Is that apple juice or ginger ale <laughs> you're or gonna, some kind of alcoholic You're going to shout it, him out? It's you're a cup of out? pee, Todd. You should try it. Try it. Should I? I should. Yeah. Give, I, give tried, I tried beer. I'm not saying that's what he's drinking. I Do you want a sip, Todd? It looks like bubbly, fizzy apple juice. Yeah. It's like apple juice seltzer. It's like apple juice seltzer. You're not talking on the mic like we initially. We just talked I know. About I don't know how to use a microphone. I've been in the business for over 30 years. 20 on on air. And you broke the headphones as soon as and, you And there's, in. You know, yeah. something loose on the right side of my headphones here. And I didn't do that. Oops, you guys you you guys, <laughs> you guys, guys set me up for failure as soon as I got to pick up the headphones. And a piece of metal is like falling out of the right earpiece here. I don't know what's going I, on. With Todd, that. I, I love you, but I don't think we set you up. I think that. But I didn't break did it just so you know. Because Dan, I know Dan's counting every nickel and I don't, I don't need to get a bill for this this was already broken just so you know we're laughing or eric's looking at my screen right now and i have my email pulled up and the last oh. email, the last email i got was <laughs> i know exactly what you're talking about and i was warned a number of times can you not do that because it makes everyone depressed it's like it's already how is monday already here we didn't even like it's we just ate our meat friday and you're sending something for monday show and in spite of that i still sent that because i have to neurotically check the box even though you guys have asked me not to send that to be early. fair though todd to be fair um, it's better when you send it Friday right after the show than when you send it Sunday at 7 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's a little less depressing. To, everyone's in yeah. a nice Friday festive. I just ate. I got the whole weekend ahead of me mood. Yep. As opposed to, oh, it's, it's, it might as well just be Monday already. When you get that, you might as well. I feel like you got to get in my car. I just get in my to car work. to come Milford. Yep. I basically had a one-day weekend. It was Saturday, and now it's over. Sundays. And that's how I experienced it. I told you that. Because I get so stressed out about Do the you, guests. Sunday is pre-Monday for me. So when you, um, so you already send out Monday. And we we've spoken to your wife about this. Do you? It's a good test, one too. I think. Do you test this Monday one out with her, or is that when I, you're just I do play the scoreboard game with her, and she doesn't like to play. I have to catch her in the right mood. She's like she's always acting no. like she's busy. No, no, we know you played a scoreboard game with her, but like on Monday, this Monday one that yeah. you sent out already a week before, right? Do you test this one out with her, or you're flying solo on this one? I think I'll probably fly solo on that one. I'm trying to pick my spots in general because I'll re- I want to retail like my above the noise headlines that you guys put up, or scoreboards, or a limerick, or a sports name, or now the late night bed monologue. All these things uh, that I like to try to contribute because it's all about content, and I'm trying to do my part. Now that there's three of us instead of four, which I I know we'll get to, I feel like I'm gonna have to try to come up with more things, which may also be terrible, but whatever. Dylan, um, speaking of you. Uh, Courting your wife for you work-related stuff. Do you take breaths? Like you sp- I don't. Did, like, <laughs> are you hearing that same noise that he's accusing oh me of? Like, what kind of sound is it? I'll Can show you. Guys you. Uh, it? Here oh, no, 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 no. Here's what we're going to do. We're just going to play back what happened I really think I should today. get tested for some kind of problem. No. Hold on, Todd. Here. Yeah, I think he's very gettable, though. I see him in some cheesy, you know, draft commercial of some sort. But other than that, I don't see him in any shows, movies, or anything. So he may be just waiting for a call from you. I don't know if we need to insult him. I just I see him briefly in some draft, and he maybe has a two words of a of a line. Did I do that again? Yes, you I'm definitely did. going to the doctor after the show. No, you just have to take a breath. 
I think I think there's some disorder there. I think it's more complicated no, than it, what you're it's saying. It's not. You just want to get you want to get in what you're going to say real quickly so you don't get cut off. My upper lip was just quivering. So I, I don't know what's going. On. You've been on mic with headphones for 20 years. Something along those lines. And yeah. you don't. You never heard. I mean. I've I get heard so it, caught up and wrapped up in my thoughts and what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not necessarily listening to how it sounds or if there's some kind of weird, you know, clicking or horse sound or whatever when Dan, you know, Im- imitates it. I don't know what that is. And I think it's because I'm not a good listener. I think what I have to say for some reason, which is, I don't know if it's an ego thing or a neurotic thing, is more important than what everyone else has to say or I think I'm so funny or I feel like I'm going to forget what I'm going to say, so I have to say it really fast. I want to uh, play the squishing sound because okay. th- that wasn't a squishing sound. Just to be fair, I want to be this fair to you as, as, as a journalist. Right. I want to be fair to you. We only have two guests right now. All right. I left some room for breaking news. You can't just throw everybody in there. i got to leave some space. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Did I make that noise? Yes. That was a weird crack. Why do you do, where does that come from? I don't from? know. It's like saliva got stuck with You the, can't with... drop that this late in the show. These <laughs> moves are breaking news. You, you, you can't do that this late in the show. That was like the start of your Lou Holter presentation. Okay. I don't know what. Honestly, I'm not trying. I'm definitely not trying to make fun of you. Um, in this moment, I, I do often do the. <laughs> I think that it's because honestly, you don't eat or drink a significant amount before the show ends, right? You basically you don't drink coffee. I don't. You don't I, eat breakfast. I take a few sips of water. And you that's have a few it. sips of water. And so then I, when I get home, you should see what I'm, I'm sure. The party that I have at around two thirty three in the afternoon, and that's why my wife's always asking me. I'm not going off on a tangent, but how come I'm never hungry for dinner? Because yeah. at about two thirty three in the afternoon, when you have a giant Jersey Mike sub and a big bag of Ruffles potato chips and a Mountain Dew, you're not ready to eat at six. Even I can put the food away, but I'm not ready after eating that much at three to eat again. So I can six. say like right now, and you just ate, right? You just had some meat Friday stuff. I did. Um, Notice that you've only you only squished once since you got in this room. It was before we got on air. You've been speaking a lot and you haven't squished. I truly think really? I don't think it's something you need to go test for. I mean, I think that's funny for. Well, like, I am due for lab work, but that could just be for <laughs> cholesterol, triglycerides, right. and I don't think they're going to be able to help that. I truly think that it's more of a saliva issue. Okay, uh, that's fair. And it might be right. because you don't eat or drink it before two I p.m. I think that's an excellent point that you bring up, and. You know, I think you're right. I think that that would make a lot of sense. That's a lot better than me going to an ear, nose, and throat specialist and running a battery of tests and x-rays, which I don't want to do. To be real, you're probably not going to take any of the advice that uh, Eric just gave you. Be Well, the only reason I wouldn't is because, again, and we're not going, getting into uh, gastro things. We're not. Because I'm, I purposely, you know, I'm hungry throughout the course of the day. And I purposely stay away from that because we don't have a lot of time, you know, in those little commercial breaks. And even when we do have commercial breaks, we got look-ins or this one's shooting hoops. or There's a lot of stuff going on. And I can't just go get lost in the middle of the show and fair, take care of business and enough, get back Tom. to my seat in time. Fair That's enough. Uh, we're going to give you, Dylan, a chance to go with your theory. And then we're just going to move on from the topic. Okay. Um, I love that, like. Seltzer apple juice thing has got going on. It's good. It looks very refreshing. Um, first of all, the, the shows, the schedule of the workday is kind of weird in terms of like eating and stuff. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's true. You know, back Todd. <laughs> Hashtag back Todd. It is, it's um, very true. T- and I actually, I'm going to back Todd again too because I have, I just, I some, it comes out sometimes, but I used to have a little bit of a lisp and I know that like if I started like talking really fast or like had a couple drinks maybe and got a little Do looser, I have a lisp too now? No. On top of this? I'm saying it's like an oral, <laughs> an, or, an oral issue. 
Um, so like, <laughs> I think you like just, that? yeah, once you get ahead of your keys, yeah. then it starts happening. I also have a little bit of a chipped tooth that happened like back in junior high school. I don't know. That probably doesn't have anything to do with it. I don't think that has it, anything to do with it. But I was running around like a gym e- and I that fell. That seems like an easy scapegoat. Bang done. my face right down on the floor and my dad was like, oh, your mom's going to kill you. And I looked in the mirror and a little, there was like a little Ty, piece doesn't have my, anything to do with it. Oh, a little piece of my tooth that was missing. They couldn't file it down properly. Dylan, your theory. My, no, so that my theory is it's a speed issue. Purely speed. But I don't think I know how to slow down. And I, I don't you take don't know how to speed know. or any of those types of uppers or whatever the kids... No, that would be... We don't <laughs> even know, I don't know what, what that would sound like. the kids are calling like. them these days. That's paraphernalia. Yeah. That's not an upper. <laughs> whatever it's called, I don't take anything that would make me all wound up, but like coffee or any type of drugs like that. And, you know, like I'll take certain medication, but that's like supplements and the calcium pill or have potassium you re- have citrate you for kidney stones. Have you read the back of the calcium pills? Like Maybe there's something in there. It's possible. But like fish oil or a multivitamin? <laughs> Eric... <laughs> First of all, if you didn't hear, there's a whole lot. <laughs> there was a whole lot going on. Yeah, so that that, that, that kills was your, uh, but I, but that I, kills what you, your reason. That's my that supports my theory because that was just speed. That was sped up. But I will say that it's amazing that we announced today on the show that one of the four on-air personalities that's worked here for 12 years is leaving, and we've spent 10 minutes talking about your, your the way you this squish. Is, I'm very self-centered, <laughs> and I have and? many, many problems that we can all make fun of. And I'm not trying to make fun I, of you. Or even personally. if we're not making fun of it, just to point out, here's yes. a list of things that are weird about you, whatever you want to call the segment. No, no, this is not a list. I think we're just trying to... Uh, I think we're, we're amused by you. I hope so. I, I, if, if you if you laugh about it and we can have fun with it, as opposed to you should really go get that checked out. You know that's that's a whole other story. Because I'm always on standby for like you know when do I have to go get run to the doctor? Because I was brought up like that something's wrong. Like I have like this little red spot on my we're calf, not, we're not gonna and go, I think we're not I may have to go all, get that. We, 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 don't, we only have so much time, okay. Todd. We anyway, McLovin. So, so McLovin's leaving. He's leaving. How do you feel? Your back room. I feel very bad about that. I kind of, uh, I probably shouldn't say this because uh, I don't want to offend anybody. Maybe because he's just my background Jewish pal. But, um, you know, I, you know, have an affinity to, toward McLovin and I probably get along with him the most only because, you know, me and Paul butt heads a lot. Uh, Seton sometimes has an anger, you know, got that Irish. He looks like he's ready to fight kind of thing sometimes, but sometimes he's very, very lovable. When he's not next to his front row mate, he's a lot more palatable for me. <laughs> when I, when, when I've experienced time with him alone or like at the airport or, on a, or or, you know, that's just how it is. And then all of a sudden, his personality changes based on who's around him, but that's for another day. But I'm very much missing McLovin already, and Thursday the 23rd, as excited as we'll all be about the holidays and having some time off, knowing that when we come back Monday, January 3rd, 2022, that he's not going to be next to me and with us is sad. But I'm excited cry? for him. Are you going to cry? I might cry. I just hope Dan cries because I don't want to get a pie in the face. You're probably going to get a bet. pie in the face. But, if Dan, but I told him, and I said it on the air, if Dan doesn't at least pretend to show a tear of some sort, he said, come across as cold and heartless and he doesn't uh, he didn't buy into that how do you feel that suck it back row may i mean not may it's only going to refer to you now so it's pretty much going to be suck it todd I've re- i'd like to share the sucking of the back row but oh. uh, but that's not the case anymore <laughs> I, I don't need attention that much especially if it's something negative but i think it's becoming a, a you know a sign of affection i think the average person that says suck it back row i don't think they mean it in a harsh mean way i hope they don't i think they mean it as a term of endearment and now i'm gonna get all of that unless they specifically say my <laughs> name or something i don't Eric, so assuming that um, it sounds like there's probably going to be an empty chair for a while, right? And, yeah. Um, you know, certainly, McLovin leaves some big shoes to fill. Um, so you're going to have that. Literally, I'm He's a correct. tall guy. Yes, probably yes. got a size 13 shoe for. I think. I don't know. Yeah. So, anyways, um, <laughs> so you're going to have that massive desk to yourself. I think it's 12 feet wide. 
Will I though? That is that partition coming down? Or? Yeah, well, and that's going to look silly. I guess having the yeah. partition up. Yeah, you can probably set up right in the middle, Todd. I could do that, and you can spread out, and you can leave things that's at work. I was, that's where I was going to go. You know what? That's kind of interesting. Sorry, if I centered, <laughs> no, no, centering myself because obviously I like to be the center of attention. I like to um, make everybody laugh and all that kind of thing. But having that extra, not that I need all that space. By the way, he's got a bronco. I don't know how it ended up on his side. There's like a little notepad of like little sticky notes or whatever, small things you scribble. You on, that? And it's got a with a bronco like case. And that was always mine, and somehow it's on his side of the glass. I don't know if he just stole it, because he steals things. He stole something from Barkley, from his car, his hat, or whatever. Yes. So he's kind of a mini kleptomaniac, <laughs> which includes, I just realized today, looking at the other side of the glass, that my Bronco notepad thing You're is You're doing right it there. again, Todd. You're just Stevie McGreedy. Yeah, I gotta wipe my lip. <laughs> no, because I could actually feel like the the saliva forming on my lips. I gross. feel it on my face when you, you do. Yeah, I know. Right? I'm not even wearing the mask, and but we're, we're all we all got the booster. In um, what about this? Is for you? What if we just put like a vending machine? Where Mick Lovin is. <laughs> and you can fill it up with like Mountain Dew and Cheetos that and shit like that. That would be awesome, man. It would probably be very unhealthy of me because I don't have uh, you know, the willpower to fight that. But I'll tell you one thing. Growing up, I always had this one dream because I used to love ice-cold water fountains. I wish, that they, I wish I had something where every drink in the world can come out of this one fountain. There used to be some sick fan. Some people fantasize about girls and stuff like that. I always wanted to have you, this you, let's, let's be real. You fantasize about girls. I do. But don't, as a kid, I wish that I had... To, don't try to like... As as a kid, I wish I had a machine where every single drink that exists in the world, from Yoohoo to Sprite to black cherry soda, whatever you can think of, all can come out of this one little machine that would be in my room. Todd, what are you more most excited about with uh, Andrew leaving? We talked a little bit about the desk. Is there anything else? That's an interesting else? question. <laughs> what excites you most I'm, I'm about not, him I'm, leaving? I'm not excited really about Andrew. Nothing. Uh, really, no part of it. I, I don't know how it affects me in any kind of positive way. He was my backroom partner. Now it's going to be two, even three against one. If you want to include Dan, Ooh. you know, when he does his little thank you, Todd. When I think I said something somewhat interesting, and then he either doesn't respond at all and takes a call, which is even worse, I think, or thank you, Todd. Either one of those is him basically saying, "Okay, that didn't help at all. You just wasted." Everything. Everyone's time, and now I got to bring the show back from left field because of your your comment. Which do you guys think is worse? When he goes Frank in, in Detroit, or whatever, as, or does he? Or he says thank you, Todd. Which is the more insulting of the two? They're both meant to be kind of mean spirited, like blowing me off. So I don't know which one. I think they're both equally. They, they, they both mean. have the same intentions. Okay. Mar. All right. So this is a question for Maria. So when you just asked him about what's he most excited about. In your mind, should Todd be excited about more, McLovin leaving? I mean, I don't know. Maybe like more airtime. McLovin, what, he makes up, Eric, how much of the three-hour show do you think he makes up speaking? 15 minutes? Well, McLovin's spot is a really interesting one. Todd, obviously, you can speak a lot more to this being out in the room, but as someone who's worked on the show for almost 10 years and directed it for almost two I think I probably cut McLovin's camera the most as a second shot. Um, and I think because, um, you know, with the poll question, at least in the first segment or whenever um, they really get into it, there's a lot of back and forth between him and Dan. Um, and then there's all the poll results. And then McLovin is also will be a contrarian for the sake of being a contrarian. Yes. If no, they, you, those are all very good points. I didn't want to cut you off, but also against the grain and, you know, Doing the pratfall kind of thing, you know, being you know the uh, the wingman to Dan as far as being set up for like joke stuff, but also which we all know he's 
on the air a lot because he's very strong with the NFL and to maybe to a lesser extent the NBA, but he knows a lot about stuff. I feel, if anything, it's more pressure on all of us, maybe even me the most in the back because now, you know, you feel like you've got to add that much more as far as a voice, even if you don't have anything particularly exciting or interesting to say because Andrew would talk a lot on the show. That's three hours that have to be filled by all of us. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that Andrew watches the most, the widest breadth of live events every night. Right. Like, I think that you might sit down and watch a game. Right. But I think McLovin hops around and he catches a little bit of all the, at least just the way he talks. Yeah, Paul, by, you know, by far does, you know, has, and rightfully so, has done the most talking, almost a pseudo co host. Dan, Dan relies on him a lot. Andrew, maybe next, Seaton and I maybe would be tertiary to as far as the actual, you know, talking on the air but from one day to the next i know it changes but i, I think, think you're getting up there ted you, you you're starting to bring these late night sports monologues yeah but those are all shtick kind of things when we're talking about you don't con- think so no t- todd talks todd with all due respect there are hours where you might say absolutely nothing that is true so there's no shot. And I've, had, no conver- shot. And I've had conversations with our host saying, like, you know, don't feel compelled to say something. If you have something to add, do so. But, you know, it's a, it's a privilege to be on the air. You know, we're not looking to just say something for the sake of saying. And I've, you know, I've had talking twos about that over the years, and I keep that with me. And even if a chunk of time goes by and everyone's wondering why am I in a bad mood or why am I not talking, it's because well, it's I just, usually guest-related, isn't yeah, it? Well, sometimes yeah, sometimes I'm, I'm pulled away because I'm chasing a guest. Sometimes I'm just, you know, the guys are being funny or being clever and, I don't, you know, really have anything there at that. Point. But in the same vein, like he won't talk for an hour, but then he'll take over a full segment with something <laughs> unintentionally. Unintentionally, yeah. And it's very inconsistent. I don't know why I go to extreme. Do limericks, sports names, and a sports monologue, and that's fifteen minutes right there. That's part of the bizarre character of of who I am, and I don't know. There's just something strange about me that. But it is true. I will talk a lot, and then all of a sudden, I won't say a thing for a while. I don't know why that is. Eric. So when. Dan talks about how you send him an idea that you have for the show the night before, and then you'll send it to him again in the morning. And then as it gets to like 1120, you'll send it to him again. So it's top of so mind. Is that true? Oh, if I was, I'm glad you, you brought that up and I don't want to rat anybody out there, but if we're taking a peek at the, at the Oz behind the curtain, you know, that tends to be exaggerated a little bit. Well, I'll send him something. There have been times where I sent him something once and just for being playful and to try to stick it to me a little bit. It's like, all right, I got your email five times about this. Okay. What about, because I see it when he walks by as he's going back with like 30 seconds left in the break. Oh, don't forget about my limerick. I have not. I've definitely done that too. And that's why I deserve that little ribbing, even if, yeah. whether it's one time or eight times. There have been times where I've almost stuck my foot out to trip him on his way. <laughs> just to let him know we're running out of time here or I'll kind of wiggle my paper that has the, the limerick on it or like something that I think is clever to add and we're running out of but a minute. Dan is one of the brightest guys that i've ever met he is he's very very smart and i think he, he knows what's funny and what's worth saying he remembers air. stuff um especially around the show which it's scary it's an incredible amount so there's no shot that he didn't read your email and forgets about it i think it's very more, little it's shot. more my own insecurity and checking <laughs> boxes yeah. and by some strange reason yeah. he got caught up with whatever he was thinking about and and i felt like i yeah. think i need to i think what i have here that i didn't get a chance to read is really worth getting into the show and i'm going to remind him even at the uh, even if he's going to tease me about it and i'm being passive aggressive i'm going to get one more shot out and go i think you might want to let me read this silly thing i wrote i have a question for you <laughs> and i it just i just want it to be yes or no todd that's going to be very difficult. Uh, just, just yes or no. Do you get tired of talking ever? Because <laughs> no. <laughs> so 
talk so damn fast. Like, do you get tired? Is there like because there's a certain point in my day where I just don't want to talk to anybody because I've talked all day. Do you get tired of talking ever? Yes or no? No, but the only thing I would elaborate on is not only do I not get tired of talking, I will talk to myself sometimes. I will sing in the car on the ride home. So I guess I need to like in some psychotic way I need to hear my voice so that I know that I'm alive. I, I don't know. <laughs> I should probably go talk to someone and lay on a couch and go. Why do I cause have to fill up the air with my voice? Why do I need that, Eric? So on Monday, um, I, Paul's computer was running slow, and so after the show, I was he asked me to come out and take a look at it. Yeah, so I was so. sitting there for like two hours. I was floored by the amount of just Silence? gibberish and just singing. Like you were just, it was just me and you in there for a long time. Well, like, I was just, I was humming things and singing. Yeah. it's a very or you'll neurotic read, thing. You'll read your email to yourself. I'll just, why do you think? What do you guys have any opinion <laughs> no. on why that would no. be? No, I don't. I, I, we love you, Todd. Just so you know. No, but I have a lot of quirky just, behavior. I mean, I think I don't like silence in a room. Maybe it makes me uncomfortable. I think silence makes me uncomfortable. I got two questions more. We're going to kind of transition to topics here because we've kind of stood around. <laughs> we've been hanging around. I got a question. I don't know if this is that like. Was I don't, that, was, that was kind of messed up. I don't, know if, this is, I don't know if this is like an inappropriate question, Todd, but I want you to answer it truthfully. I'm going to be as truthful as I can. Truthfully. truthfully. Just like Brian Kelly says, you know, I'm always honest with you guys. I'm completely honest about the situation. Andrew getting a job as a co host. Getting a new gig as a co-host, does that make you open your eyes and be like, oh, maybe there's something out there for me at one point? I never really thought of myself as a co-host. In all honesty, the first thing I thought of is um, I wonder how Paul's taking this because I think uh, among our group, I think he may – I don't know if he would admit that, but sees himself as like a host or a co-host of a future show. He certainly has the knowledge and the personality and stuff and he talks a lot on the show, which uh, is appreciated by all of us, especially Dan. And you know, I wonder – that would be a good question for Paul if he's invited next week or whenever he's on the show, how he felt about an other Dan but, getting but, a co-hosting job. But, a national ask, show, but I'm asking you. No, not not, not at, all. at all. I'm happy for him, and I didn't I didn't think twice about that. Oh, I wonder if I could be I should be doing a podcast or hosting or co-hosting a show. It certainly wouldn't be a sports show. If anything, it would be like talking about life and the world, something more that you'd find on some comedy channel. If people think that what I have to say is remotely humorous, which certainly didn't work in the stand-up world, but maybe you know I say some kind of funny, cutesy, clever things I think people get a kick out of. At least the social media responses I get during the course of the show either is, shut up, you're not funny, joke boy, or every once in a while I'll get a, that was hilarious, I, I'm crying in my cubicle at my dad, whatever. I get them a little mixed both. Mar? So you want to do comedy like on like serious or something like that? Is that what you want to do next? I, I can picture myself at some point maybe doing something more comedic than breaking down the Sixers Nets game. That, that's great for Andrew. I have and a great Paul, idea for you, and maybe even Seton. But I'm the first one to admit that my sports knowledge is stuck in the '70s and '80s. I like making people laugh more than. Well, that was an interesting thing you said about Nick Saban. Like, that doesn't do anything for me. If, if I could get a thousand <laughs> tweets saying that was really interesting, how you you talked about the coach and the shortstop of the Astros, and I didn't think of that. Like, whatever. But if someone says, I was peeing in my pants and I spit out my coffee at my desk, my boss is looking at me, what am I cracking up about? Because there's something I said that's infinitely more interesting to me, and I get a lot more pleasure out of that. I have an idea for you, and I know a venue that you could probably make this happen more consistently. Like the place that I've already been on where no one left. 
like Caroline's and uh, the comedy store. A comedy on the Sunset stage. Strip why, do you, why do you jump back into I did, stand-up? I did Minnesota. I did Atlanta. I did New York and L.A. And, uh, you know, and I need uh, – there's a lot of work to be done. I have to also be willing to at some point put my ego aside and maybe let other people write stuff. But I think that's like cheating. You know? and, and, and people have different views of that. I know the greatest comedians in the world have like a writing staff that, that puts a bunch of stuff together. But the true – for me anyway, and I'm, I'm not comparing myself on any level to any of those people – if I'm making people laugh with something that I came up with, that's a lot better than delivering a line that someone handed to me on a piece of paper. I'm like, that's his joke. I'm just saying it. My only point is, is if you're saying that you enjoy making people laugh and all this stuff, I know, but my anxiety you should jump back my anxiety, into it. until my anxiety doesn't override or is a higher percentage than the joy of making people laugh, especially on a stage where people are paying good money and paying for a $19 ginger ale or whatever the cover charge is, and people are staring at me and the bright lights are on and I'm being introduced and everyone specifically there and came out in the, in the middle of, a, of COVID uh, to go see I'm basically you know what kind of ego you have to have to get on stage on a comedy you've club? done that a couple you, times I know I can't believe I, 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 that's because Brendan pushed, <laughs> Brendan pushed me to do the French kid pushed me and I did it but what I'm saying is you go up on that stage you're basically saying I'm funny I'm going to prove to you how funny I am and that takes a lot of balls to go up on stage and like you're already you know, you know I'm saying you already got two strikes against you because the people are like okay you think you're so funny make us laugh you're standing there on the stage you obviously think you're funny you're in a comedy club so make me laugh joke boy spent a lot of money on this ginger <laughs> i got one more question for you it was really the reason that we brought you in or i wanted to ask you why don't you want to go to the hall notes concert with paul this weekend i think it would be very what, did awkward. you consider it at all or i think like, no? I, I think there'd be a lot of time spent on what i'm wearing and <laughs> And it's, it's just I, I don't I, I think we're best not socializing. I think it's a, more of a work relationship. There are moments where we're getting along great and stuff like that, but then ultimately it becomes why are you eating in the middle of the commercial break? Even though everyone else around me, by the way, is eating doing that. That was a big thing we got into recently, where like during the Peacock segment where we're throwing it to Eisen not to eat. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know, if, the, I don't know if anybody else noticed, but everyone else is consuming large quantities of food in, in the, the exact time that I was eating. But for some reason, I was you know in the wrong while everyone else was doing but that's you know we get past these things but i also but it's true and they were making fun of me hall and oats doesn't sound the way they used to and it doesn't sound like the songs you know when you play it on when you hear it on the radio they jazz it up and they do you know kind of stuff to the song so acapella so they, you wouldn't go even if your wife wanted to go for you i would maybe consider well you could pay would i rather go with my wife than paul you're asking me no, no, no 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 <laughs> no because i, no, no, I said because you're, you're using two excuses that, you're saying uh you didn't want to go with paul but you're now saying oh they don't sound the same i would so be willing to go it? with jen but she still has a little bit of a hesitation being in big stadiums or concerts in the covid world and variants and whatever that and i respect that and i've seen them a number of times i don't have this major desire to see them anymore because it's just not as good as it used to be but it's it's really like 40 minutes up the road from my house and if, yeah. if, and if Jen said at this second she walked in and said hey I got his tickets or let's go tonight or tomorrow night I would probably go if she was into it but I'm not going to go by myself I'm not going to force anyone to go with me I'm not going to and that was a faux invite I don't think Paul had he runs to Vermont and Maine and Rhode Island and his 17 homes he's not looking to run to <laughs> Mohegan Sun and sit next to me and give up part of his weekend unless it's some kind of content so that he can play it back on Monday in a look-in that look, look at us how awkwardly Fritz is sitting there next to me <laughs> pretending to enjoy Hall Notes. Dylan, you get the last word. Todd, would you go with the four of us? 
I definitely would. No, you You're putting me on the spot now. If I, we were like, we have five tickets, we need a fifth. Are they Don. like really good seats? Like, no, like, no, they're, they're nosebleed. Passes. No, 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 uh, no, they're nosebleeds. I would need to. I'd, I'd want it to be nothing against you guys, but it would have to be like if we had like center orchestra. You're that big of a snob, Todd. You wouldn't go with us for the nosebleeds, but you go for a. No, you know, part of the problem is on Friday nights. I don't know if you know, and I thought I've shared this with you. I really look forward to Dateline NBC, the murder mystery show. And if you give me a nice big bag, stream of chips it on the phone. Drink, I really like to watch it Friday night at 9 o'clock. This is my life. And unless my wife walks in in some kind of outfit that's going to catch my interest, I'm going to watch Daylight NBC and have like a bowl of ice cream or pretzels or chips. I'm out of breath for you. I'm like exhausted. I don't know where this endless energy. I'm going to probably crash really hard. When I get home, I'm going to take one of those old man afternoon naps and I'll probably drool a little bit on the pillow. One of those kind of naps. Todd, I think this is all we got for you. Most depressing though, I I like to go for a walk in the afternoon. It's pitch black at 440 in the afternoon. I think that's all we got this week. Todd, how does it get so dark? Thank you so much for joining us. (laughs) It was fun. Eric the Big German, Marvin the Prince, Dylan the Graphics Guy, yours truly, my Ariel. We'll catch you next week. Have Have a good weekend, everybody. We're going, going, Todd. Excellent.